Hello, and welcome to Winthrop's Writing Center podcast, Wordplay. I'm your new host, Amber Nelson, and I look forward to exploring the wondrous world of writing and literature with you. So for today's episode, I want to talk about annotated bibliographies. All information has been found on the Purdue Owl Annotated Bibliography website. As an English major, I was asked to create countless annotated bibliographies for various classes. This task can be extremely daunting for the first time, but thankfully the process is a lot more straightforward than you may think. Annotated bibs are an amazing resource and helpful task when preparing for a big research project or seminar paper. Even if they feel tedious, you're setting yourself up for a smoother time later when you actually need to use these sources in a final project. So first off, I want to define what an annotated bib is and what exactly it asks for. An annotated bibliography is defined as a list of sources you have used for researching a topic. This may include books, journal articles, websites, and more. This will usually include all of the information of your source, like the author, the title, the publisher, and other important information. This helps to identify the source for the reader and for yourself when you reference back to this list. Next, I want to talk about what an annotation is. Um, these are usually in ML MLA citation format, and these rules can be found on the Purdue, Purdue webs uh, OWL website specifically. An annotation is essentially just a summary of your source. You may include a short evaluation sentence determining if you agree or disagree with the given argument, but other than that, it's a summary. Some questions you may ask yourself could include, um, what are the main arguments? What is the point of this source? What topics are covered? Um, can you explain what the article is to a non-English major roommate and they understand it? If not, you may need to read it, the article again and reassess what's going on. Um, you will want to assess the article and some helpful questions that um, might be included is, is the information useful? How does it connect to the other sources of your bibliography? Is it a reliable source? Um, and what does their main intention of their article indicate? These questions will help you to determine how important and trustworthy this article is. And lastly, you will need to add a little bit of reflection. You may ask yourself, will this article fit into my research? And if so, how? Was this article helpful for you? How does it impact your argument? If you had one in mind already at the time, does it change your topic at all? These guidelines can help you to formulate solid annotations that will help you further in your writing process. So now you may be thinking, where can I find research that's credible? The first place I usually recommend is your university's library databases or your library archives. These will be peer-reviewed journals, primary and secondary source books and articles that you can use in plenty of scholarly literary criticism. Your instructor usually will provide guidelines for what sources are acceptable, but usually secure databases found on your library website are the best options for you. Some examples include JSTOR, Academic Search Complete, and Gale Bibliography Library, but there's plenty more databases that are available to us um, here at Winthrop specifically in any university that you might be in. 
Um, I usually recommend utilizing a book librarian tool that we have at Dacus Library. Um, it's a one-on-one -on -one meeting with a librarian that'll help you find sources and utilize all of the databases, even if you don't know all of them. So next, you may be wondering, why do I even need to make one of these? So your main motivation for an annotated bibliography is to research a chosen topic and explore what the criticism has to offer. You may have an idea in mind for a big research paper, but what if that idea has already been torn apart and written a thousand other times by a thousand other writers? As a writer, you can create your own unique, unique academic voice, but, and to do that, you need to know what else is being said out there. Your annotated bibliography is also a helpful research for other researchers as well. You can share your findings with your peers that may be interested in or writing about your topic too, and co collecting research may be tedious, but it is worthwhile in the long run. So now that you've completed your annotated bibliography, you have a beautiful um, and concise log of everything that you researched for your topic. Getting this task done early is extremely helpful because in a month, when you actually start writing your paper, you can reference it and recall what sources, what the sources were saying that you found earlier. It's the worst thing when you save an article and you can't remember what they were even talking about a month later. You go to cite it, you go to quote it, and you're like, wait a second, is that actually what this person said or was I filling in the blanks because I need a source that supports my argument? Well, when you look back at that annotated bibliography, you're gonna see a nice little annotation that is going to have your the big ideas on this topic and it, the topic points of that source itself. So you can know if it's going to be useful or if it's going to be a hindrance to everything else. So um, if you have any further questions on this, Owl Purdue is an awesome online resource for this kind of information for MLA, APA formatting, and annotated bibliographies. They have examples galore, um, and also the Writing Center can help you with your bibliography in entries. Um, and just make sure that your site and, and making sure that your citation formatting is correct. So for um, this part of the podcast, I'm going to actually read off an annotation that I have done for my own um, research in a class this semester. Um, so this is an article that was written by Susanna M. Morris, and it's called Black Girls Are From the Future, Afrofuturist Feminism and Octavia E. Butler's Fledgling. Um, I am currently researching the Octavia Butler's novel Fledgling, and so I made a whole annotated bibliography that was going into a lot of the research that is done on that, and so I'm going to read my annotation for this article. Um, so it goes, Susan M. Morris employs African-American criticism in combination with a feminist lens to analyze Octavia Butler's novel Fledgling and how the novel offers up a reimagining of conventional vampire tropes. Afrofuturist feminism, a subgenre of speculative fiction, is defined by Morris and establishes the theoretical terminology she uses to analyze Butler's novel. Butler's novel takes the standard vampire narrative and turns it on its head, blending together ideas of racism, ableism, sexism, and homophobia. Morris's biggest point is that Butler is using Afrofuturist feminism to highlight innovative depictions of family and intimacy in groups of marginalized people that can offer up hope to apply to the real world. I will use this article to analyze and establish ways that race, sexuality, and gender roles are subverted by Butler's piece and the genre of Afrofuturism is useful in my analysis. 
So that's just an example of an annotation that I have done personally um, that reveals to me what the topic that my source is talking about, the main points that my source is making, and some of the ways in which that I will, I will use it in my own analysis. So that's a pretty good guideline as to how to write your annotations. Um, I definitely check out Purdue OWL, as I said, but other than that, I hope that this was useful for you and you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Winthrop's Writing Center podcast, Wordplay. I'm your host, Amber Nelson, and I'll see you next time.